Joining me via the laser hotline, our old friend Art Alexakis of Everclear. Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm great. Yourself? I'm doing really well, man. It's really great to hear your voice again. I know it's been a few years. Uh, I believe last time you were in Des Moines, you were celebrating the 20th anniversary of So Much for the Afterglow. Yeah, I remember that night the power went off, and uh, we had to wait till the power came back on, and uh, we were wearing those suits out in the hot, humid air. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. We're thrilled that the Summerland Tour lands in Des Moines this Saturday at Woolies, headlined by Everclear, uh, but also featuring Hoobastank and Wheatus. Um, I guess we'll start with how does it feel to be getting back out after the events of the last 18 months or so, Art? Well, you know, um, this is the second leg of the tour. We went out in July, and we've been playing uh, one-off flyaway dates since April, and I've seen it go the full gamut from when we first went out it was just like going into shark-infested water, <laughs> invisible sharks, and, and not really knowing what we were getting into. But once the music kicked in and people's faces and bodies just started moving um, because they hadn't heard live rock and roll in you know over a year, it, it was just ecstatic is how I would say. I mean, it, it was like that up through mid-late July, and then the variants started picking up, and you could see that things people were starting to pull back a little bit and shut down a little bit. And I'm hoping when we go out now that people are just really just, you know, just happy to be out and taking care of themselves, protecting themselves, and, and protecting us as well, and um, just ready for some rock and roll. There's a new batch of fans with each passing tour that comes through that maybe it's their first experience out since the pandemic hit. And I hear the same things over and over. I'm sure you do, too. It's pretty universal, in fact. People just really miss being around each other, and they really miss that thud in their chest uh, that a live rock show will give you. Absolutely. And you're, you nailed it. It's that thud of the kick drum, right? It's, it's that. The bass and then the guitars and feeling it. It's one thing to see it on the screen, but to be in front of those sound systems and to do it, like you said originally, with, with other people, a communal situation, it's, it's, um, it's really special. And a live music like that is kind of going the way of the dodo bird. Um, and I, I hope that it has a resurgence. But I know that the people that are out there that come to shows, it's surprising to me how many young people are there? Like people that were barely even born and not even born when we were making platinum records in the nineties. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to see. I mean, that's a testament to your abilities as a songwriter and a performer. That over the course of time, you've made this classic music that really just never sounds dated. Art. I mean, you're making new fans, oh. different age groups, as you said. I mean, your demographics pretty wide at this point. It's awesome. Well, thank saying that you know what uh without blowing my own horn i think it's just a testament to the fact that it's we play rock and roll and it's not pretentious um it it has everything rock and roll is supposed to have bombast um melody um humor sometimes intensity most of the time and um it it makes you want to move and makes you want to have fun and that's you know I, I'd like to take credit for it, but I think it's just a testament to the fact that, you know, we love rock and roll and other people are finding this out. It's funny. I've got a 14-year-old at home. She'll be 14 in about a month. And 
she grew up with Everclear and rock and roll and going to concerts and stuff. But her friends are just now like, oh, my God, have you heard this band Led Zeppelin? Mm. <laughs> mm. Her friend goes, oh, my God, there's this band Led Zeppelin and this band Cheap Trick. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I know those guys. Well, I know Cheap Trick. Does that remind you a little bit of the the excitement of discovery when you were that age? I mean, that's really cool for me, at least, to see my kids discovering the music that I discovered and had that same sort of excitement. Isn't that the best? It is. I mean, it's like we did this show, I'd say, about two weeks, three weeks ago in Southern Oregon. Now, we're, we're a Portland band, right? And we haven't been there in a minute. And we played this show in Southern Oregon right near Bend, uh, a place called Redmond. And... It was a, a barn grill or a brewery that closed off a couple of streets in this little small mountain town. And, dude, there was almost 2,000 people there in the street. And I'd say a third of them were under the age of 25. Wow. Definitely under the age of 30. And they're sing- Andy, they're singing the words. They're just not just the hint, the deeper song, you know? Off the records, they're singing all the words, and it felt like 1995, man. It felt like <laughs> just as we were breaking, you know. And it was like it just—it made my heart. It did my heart good, just just for that. Summerland is your baby. Since 2012, we've been lucky enough to have enjoyed several iterations of it here in Des Moines. My favorite, probably the 2013 show. We had 30,000 strong on the bridges downtown, and it was just a beautiful day. I don't know if you remember that one, but. I remember it distinctly. That that was one of my favorite concerts on the bridge, and uh, just wow. When we were playing and people were jumping up and down, um, I was kind of afraid, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was like, wow, hope this thing can take that. Yeah, the structural but, uh, integrity of the bridge, correct. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a dad. I worry about that. Oh, uh, th- I worry about things like that. I'm but, uh, right there with you. Dude, I'm, I'm so excited to come back. Now, I'm told that we're going to be there while you're, uh, do you guys call it a civil war between Iowa State and University of Iowa? That's so funny that you brought this up. I thought about adding this on as sort of a fun question at the end, thinking, oh, he'll never know the difference. But yeah, Iowa versus Iowa State is happening that afternoon. I know, I know, and there's a lot of people worried about it, but I just wanted people to know that that game starts at 3 and. Our, the first band, Weedus, is on at 7, so there's plenty of time to go see the game, watch the game, listen to the game, and come out and see Summerland. There's plenty of time. It's going to be a great night. I never in a million years would have thought an Iowa versus Iowa State game would end up in a conversation with Art Alexakis from Everclear, but I also never expected these two teams to be in the top 10. It's really a big game, Art, so I don't know if I'll go so far as to ask you who your pick is in this game, but it's uh, it's an exciting day for sure. Wait. Wait a minute. You mean the national top ten? Yeah. Wow. Iowa State is in the top ten. They are Iowa and Iowa State. Well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened in Oregon. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, University of Oregon is usually in the top ten. They're close to it. Um, wow. Congratulations. No, I don't have a pick, and I'm not going to go there. And you're not going to have me irritate half the people out there. That's exactly, uh, that's the right answer, my friend. Everclear frontman Art Alexakis is my special guest today. Summerland Tour rolls into Woolies this Saturday with Hoobastank and Weedus in tow. What's that process like, Art, picking bands to accompany you on this annual trek? I mean, you know, I I 
pick bands that I like. And if I like them, I think other people are going to like them. They're, they're prerequisites. They've got to have hits from the 90s or close to it, like Hoover's thing. And they've got, to, they've got to be a real band. They can't be guys that are just out playing golf waiting for their royalty check who want to come out and do, you know, um, do, do a medley of their, their two hits. You know, they can't be a real band. And all these, both these bands just kick butt every night. They seriously do. And, uh, we're, we're, we're just stoked to have them. Are there any active bands you toured with in the 90s that stick out as a really fun group to share that experience with and maybe are on a wish list for future Summerland tours? Well, um, you know, I, getting the bigger bands is hard because they want to do their own tours. And, um, but there's, there's so many great rock bands out there that are, that are playing um, still from the 90s. 311 is great. Hmm. Um you know, Foo Fighters, of course, are phenomenal. Um, there's, there's just Stone Temple Pilots, even with their new singer, is are really great. They're a lot of fun. Um, there's so many bands, it's kind of hard to pick. But I got to tell you, um, not on this gig, unfortunately, but another member of uh, the, the Summerland 2021 lineup is Living Color. And being on tour with them is like going to school every night for all of us. I you, tell you. you know, Man, you've never seen so many middle-aged guys on the side of the stage playing air guitar to cult of personality. Ah, uh, and Ver- nobody plays louder than Vernon Reed, do they? No, and nobody plays like the Vernon Reed. I'm not even a big like guitar hero noodler kind of guy, but there's something about him that, and the way he plays that is like dissonant, melodic, funky, hard. Um, soulful, but at the same time, just almost like white noise in your face. Mm. That it just—it's mesmerizing to me as a guitar player. I mean, we're calling me a guitar player, and, and next to Vernon Reed is like, you know, calling you know a car and, and a, a caveman's wheel <laughs> mode of transportation. It's, it's, it's two different universes, but it's just so much fun, man, and. When they when they kick into the hits, um, and just watching people, it's just it's weird. I he came up to me, Bernie comes up to me and goes, Man, you put this together, it's so amazing. Every band has its own thing. We're all in our different own space, but it all works together because it's all rock and roll. Hmm. And and I, I gotta tell you, Andy, there's no drama on this tour. This is the first tour I've ever been on, Summerland tour where there's not one squeaky wheel or a squeaky wheel band, or someone's manager, or something weird. There's none of that on this tour. No drama. And um, everybody's on the same page as far as COVID safety and protocol, and um, just helping each other out, and, and you know, you know, picking up guitars, putting things over when it's raining, and just taking care of each other. It's, it's, and I think it really translates. People are coming to the show are just raving to, about the show. So I hope people can come out after the game. It's almost utopian the way you describe it, which is very cool. Uh, speaking of like the commune situation, for example, almost like a Woodstock sort of feel, which is very cool. I like that, that visual. It does have that feel without the, you know, with, without the fact that people haven't bathed for five days. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, you know, I've been a, an Everclear fan for a really long time, Art. Uh, and thinking back on all of these amazing songs you've written, particularly the ones that aren't necessarily autobiographical, ly- lyrically speaking, and I know you do a good chunk of that, but is it easy for you to apply fresh perspective singing these lyrics when the songs take on new meaning over the course of time, or will they always mean what they have since the day you wrote them? Oh, I, I, I think if you try to lock an idea like a song or um, some sort of poetry in a box of what it means to you. I think you take the humanity out of it, right? I mean, that's, we progress, we change. Our perceptions, our understandings change as we get older and we experience things and we go through ups and downs. So what I have to do with those songs, whether they're autobiographical or not, I have to connect to whatever that could character is in the case of something autobiographical like father of mine i have to relive that and it's not that aspect isn't fun but once i connect with it and i see people connecting with it and and you've you've been you've you've seen everclear in concert right oh yes okay when i think father of mine i'll bet you a hundred dollars that there's going to be at least one grown man one grown man crying (laughs) <laughs> in the first five rows. Happens every time. Mm. Every time. I've never seen a time it hasn't happened. And I'm not taking credit for that. It's just I'm talking about stuff that at the time people didn't talk about when the song came out. And it connected with people. And I didn't know if it was going to connect. It could have been a horrible flop, you know, but it connected with people. And because I was connecting with something that was real and true. And that doesn't necessarily mean autobiographical. It can be fiction, and it can still be 100% real and true if if it connects with people in that way. I mean, that's part of the appreciation of an artist, the fact that you open yourself up to that sort of thing, and, and there's a real pain and there's a real authenticity to it that makes it really easy to connect with, for sure. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and I think I've told you this before, I like... I'd say about a third of my songs are autobiographical. Another third is like I take things from, make amalgams from my life, you know, composites and stuff, characters. And then the other third is just straight up, I just write, you know. Mm. I wouldn't call it kind of fiction, I guess, but it's not autobiographical. But if people can't tell the difference between the three songs, then I'm doing my job as a writer. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm writing and I'm connecting regardless where it comes from. Art Alexakis of Everclear joins me on the Laser Hotline. We're excited to see him on Saturday at Woolies as the Summerland Tour comes to Des Moines, this time with Huba Stank and Wheatus. Uh, real quick, I hope you have a few more minutes for me here, Art, because Saturday is, of, of course, an important day in the history of our country. Uh, September 11th evokes a lot of emotions in us as Americans remembering the events of that day 20 years ago. What do you remember from that day, and do you think we can ever find our way back to the kind of unity I feel like we experienced in the aftermath well first where i was that day i was in portland and i was in bed because on the west coast you know it was like 6 30 in the morning and uh my wife at the time her sister was on the on the east coast and she she called us and said turn on the tv and i said what channel and she goes it doesn't matter mm. any channel and it was you know the the first hour had had been hit and uh was was they were both standing and 
then just as I turned it on, it came down. And, uh, you know, I had a friend from uh, Rhode Island that was out, my tattoo guy that was out, and he got stuck there for a week. And it's, it's interesting because above my bed at the time, I had a skylight, and you could see all the planes coming out of Portland Airport, right? Uh, like it. And for the next three days, I didn't see any planes flying overhead. I just saw, like, eagles and hawks. Mm. And I, I thought that was a real interesting dichotomy. That was the first time, only time, you know, I'd seen our country crippled like that. And then you fast forward to now, uh, during COVID, where the whole world's pretty much shut down, you know. And um, we almost didn't make it back. We were in Australia in February last year. And we almost didn't make it back in time. We made it by about a week. Hmm. And that would have been horrific. Being away from my family for a year, that would have been horrific. Um, but to answer the second part of your question, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I wanna, I, I'm an optimist. I'm an internal optimist. I don't know if we can get back to that kind of unity. Um, I would have thought that this pandemic would have done that. But because it was politicized and it was used as a weapon between us and them, it just it's become this thing that instead of bringing us together, it's helped pushing us apart. And um, it's I don't know. I I, I want to think so. I want to think that as Americans, we've overcome slavery and civil war and, and September 11th. We can overcome this, but I don't know. I, I wish I, I wish I was a lot more upbeat about it. Same. Uh, I will say that everybody who plans on attending on Saturday the Summerland tour at Woolies is in the right frame of mind. That's what I think, and I think the world needs more of that art. Absolutely, man. We're, and that's you know I was telling someone earlier today when, when I go out and we talk, it's from a celebratory point of view of like. Man, doesn't it feel good to hear rock and roll again? Doesn't mm. it feel good to hear drums and, and feel that? Um, and just be a part of it with other people. It's, it's wonderful. And all we can do is try to find as much unity and things that bring us together, whether that's rock and roll or whatever. But for one night, every, every night we're on tour, we're part of being together with people and bringing people together for rock and roll. And I can't think of anything better to do with my life right now. Absolutely. Well, we're thankful that you're out there and staying safe, Art. We really look forward to seeing you on Saturday, my man. By then, the Iowa-Iowa State game will be in the books, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, at least 50% of the audience will be in a great state of mind when they walk through the door. <laughs> All right, who's your pick? Well, you know, I uh, I think this might be Iowa State's year this year. I don't know. I'm, I like Iowa. They're a great team, great defense. They looked excellent last week. But, boy, Iowa State, just they just look like killers this year. Yeah. I've got – and it's, it's, are they usually the underdog? Iowa State is always the underdog. Okay. Well, I've got that situation going on in my baseball world because my Dodgers, who have enough money to buy everybody in the world <laughs> and – they're, they're still a game behind the San Francisco Giants who don't have a bunch of big stars, who don't have a bunch of, uh, 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 you know, a lot of money. 
right now, and they're they're kind of whooping our butt, and it's kind of it, it's it's making me a little upset. But I'm I'm glad for the underdog. I'm always glad for the underdog. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to look into Iowa and Iowa State right now and and catch up and see who, what's going on. But you're right. There's going to be some happy people there and some not so happy people there. Yeah, but you know what? It won't take them long. They'll come around, Art. Oh yeah, they'll hear the, They'll start hearing the songs. They'll hear hear teenage dirtbag and they'll pop right back. Oh, good call. Good call. Thanks, my man. I appreciate your time as always, and it's always fun yeah. to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you again.